Well, well, how's it going, everybody? This is Late Night Chats Podcast. You're here with me, Wes, and... This is Aaron. Yeah, co-host, and we are Late Night Chats Podcast, uh, here to bring you good, positive uh, thinking material. And, uh, you know, this week, we had a little bit of a switch up, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we were going to go one way, then we're like, nah, <laughs> we're going a different way on this one. So uh, we just want to let you know a few things, get some business out of the way. The first podcast went out uh, and it went over uh, Apple and uh, YouTube and Podbean and it went really well. Uh, lots of really good feedback and uh, you can find us on Facebook at LNC Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Late Night Chat Podcast. YouTube at Late Night Chat Podcast and uh, Podbean as well, the same, and on Apple Music now, which is exciting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, we just got the email the other day that we were approved, um, and that's a big deal. Uh, it's 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 quite a process to get <laughs> yeah. on there. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, um, really excited. Um, you know, we want you guys to comment on any uh, social on any of our socials about feedback, topics, requests, and what you'd like uh, or what you loved about this week's podcast. We want to hear from you. Yeah, so uh, give us a like on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. All that great stuff. All right, let's get into this week. Yeah, let's jump into the topic. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, we got a first little segment though, Aaron. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, so uh, like I said, we're gonna switch things up. We're gonna jump into a segment. This week we're going to have a ticket at the box office. So we're gonna talk about uh, the recent movie. Spider-Man Far From Home. That's right. And uh, just so you guys know, there is some spoilers. All right? Uh, If you have not seen the movie, first of all, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Second. You're slacking. Yeah. Second, uh, that's a priority, okay? (laughs) Yup. Visiting your grandma is now number two. Number one, seeing this movie, okay? (laughs) So um, you got to see this movie. This is uh, quite a addition to the Marvel Universe. It is. Yeah, so um, Far From Home is Spider-Man's second while joining Marvel Universe. kind of takes place, well, it does take place after the aftermath of Endgame. It does, yes. It, uh, when everyone comes back, including Peter Parker, Mm Spider-Man, coming back from the blimp. Yeah. And uh, he's he's struggling to figure out how he's going to keep up his GPA. Yeah. And kind of like... Coming back into the swing of things. How <laughs> oh, ironic is that? <laughs> oh man, we gotta get that soundboard going, eh? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh it's interesting. Um, you know, I think Marvel has really upped their game. Uh, yes, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you remember back in Endgame, when the movie first started, you get the picture of Hawkeye. Yes. Out with his family, right? Mm-hmm. And they're having this beautiful day and stuff, and it's like this picnic and whatnot, and and then teaching his daughter how to shoot a bow. Yeah, yeah. and and then the snap happens. Yeah, and then he's like, "Where'd my family go?" And then the movie starts, you know. And I thought it was really interesting because uh, they're starting to like really make you wonder, like, where are they going? Because all through Endgame, I was like, "Okay, I know, I know that they're gonna have to kill the the Thanos guy." 
but I'm not sure how it's going to happen because they keep twisting and turning every which way and they keep either killing off characters or bringing them back or, you know, right. <laughs> and it was the same thing with Spider-Man because yeah. the opening scene, you get that, uh, Mysterio guy. Yeah. You know, and uh, you're like, okay, is he good? Is he bad? Is this even like a character? Is he a new Avenger? Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, like, and I mean, the comic book geeks and stuff, they're probably like, oh, we know what's going on. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Guilty. I don't read any of the comics, but I knew about Mysterio, how he was a villain. Okay. Um, in the old Spider-Man comics. Mm-hmm. I learned it actually from playing a video game. Oh, no way. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, the old Spider-Man game for PS1, if any of you uh, know that, uh, they had a lot of like the Spider-Man comics like Venom, uh, Mysterio, and Carnage, and all those guys. Yeah, I, I played the newest Spider-Man game on the PlayStation 4. I really enjoyed that game. Oh, yeah. But the, I, I didn't really play a lot of the older ones. Oh, yeah, this one's like old man like really old <laughs> yeah <laughs> so back to sorry back to the movie yeah there was some there was some really interesting plot twist and a lot of lot of plot twist um at first i'm like okay mysterio is not a not a good guy for one he's he's a bad guy yeah and um so i'm like watching this like okay they're doing this all wrong but then a plot twist comes and he ends up like tricking Peter Parker into like giving him Tony Stark's glasses. And and here's what is so amazing about uh the Marvel universe is that there's that scene in the bar, right? When you find you first find out that Mysterio's a bad dude. Right. And they're starting to bring like characters from all the way in the first Iron Man movie. Right. When like Tony Stark made this guy mad or like said something to this guy or didn't give the other dude credit or whatnot. They're bringing those characters back and you're like, whoa, this has been a 10 year process. Yes. You like, know, like they planned this out very well. Yeah. Like they did not skip a beat, man. No. Like they, they were on their game and, and that's what was so cool, you know, cause they're invested to their films yep. and you can, you can get involved in that. Yeah, you know? like it's something I can get behind. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you get those movies that series that like they actually drop the ball and like they mess up like the whole series. It's like they give up their on the character, right? Yeah. Yeah. But with Spider-Man, like all the Marvel movies, mm -hmm. they did not drop the ball once. No, no, they've been they've been fairly consistent. But uh, another thing I want to say about Spider-Man, the sceneries and the locations that they used. Right. You know, like they were on location to a lot of those places. Yes. And uh, man, it it was pretty cool. Like the whole like Venice and stuff. That's actually a place I'd love to go. Like with the, the water and in the roads, you know, like it's not like a cars and all that stuff. Like there's boats down the. Yeah. Down the stretch. Yeah. It's a really uh, romantic place to go. Yeah. I'd be down. Yep. We, we might go together after last week's podcast. <laughs> got a little, someone, someone told me that. They're like, hey, you got a little bromance going. I'm like, yes. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> yep. yeah, you can't mess with that. Nope. <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I quite enjoyed Spider-Man. It has a good story. Overall, I, I think that that movie was, uh, was pretty solid. I, I, wouldn't, I would say that there were certain elements that, that were weak, as in, it kind of lost a little bit of intensity for me. I think it would have been cooler if if Mysterio kind of held on a little longer. Okay. And 
and there was more relationship between Peter and this guy, Mysterio. Yeah, you think they kind of forced the the relationship too quickly, and like Peter yeah. Parker kind of like gave him the Tony's glasses a little bit too too soon. Well, and it was kind of like I gave him. It's like I'm Peter, and I gave the guy the glasses, and then he did something really bad with them, and like, oh, I just did the worst thing in the world. It's like it's a little dramatic. Yes, you know what I mean. Like it was a little bit stretched. Mm-hmm. I think on that for for feeling. I mean, like I said, people may have a different opinion, but I just felt like it was just a little. It was kind. Of, it's kind of like Stranger Things. I couldn't. The reason why I didn't get into Stranger Things on Netflix was because uh, the one character I forget who it was, but he went to the other side or whatever, and I didn't get to know that character well enough to get invested in the fact that he's gone. Oh, okay. So, like, for me, it was kind of the same sort of thing, that relationship between the two characters. I just didn't feel I had enough time to fully invest on that. Okay. You know, like I, like I said, it was a good movie. Uh, I would give it a solid four to five. But, um, yeah, I, I there were certain parts that I wish that they had spent a little more time on, I guess. Yeah, I would give Spider-Man Far From Home a six. Give it a good six. Out of five? Oh, I thought it was six, like six out of ten. Oh, six out of ten. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I would say mine's probably a seven point five. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Because I also really enjoyed the the suits that they introduced. Oh yes. Yeah, like because a lot of them came from that newer Spider-Man game. Yeah. Or not came from, but I I recognized them from that game, and it was exciting for me. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. One more thing about the Spider-Man mm-hmm. and spoilers. Uh. It's your own fault. Um, <laughs> what do you think that they're going to do? Because they're obviously going to make one more movie. Mm, yep. That What do you think is going to happen that everyone knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man? Ooh. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely interesting. Like, I didn't expect them to give out the identity, you know? Yeah. Like, everyone knows that, for example, everyone knows that Tony Stark was, was Iron, Iron Man because he went up and did it himself. Yes. But this was forced out. Yeah. This is this is a little bit out of the comfort zone, you know? And mm-hmm. um I think that I think it's gonna do two things. I think number one, I think it's gonna help a lot of bringing a humbleness between what a superhero is and what an everyday person can be. And I know that's like kind of getting really deep, but whenever we think of like a superhero, they're always masked and they're always have this secret identity, right? Yeah. But the idea that their identity is, is made known and made clear, you know, and they're walking confidently in that. I think there's something to be said about that. And their special gifts is no different than our own special gift. Right. You know? And I mean, you could even argue that you could get a little bit biblical on that. Yeah. You know, because I know that there are some uh, Christian writers in Marvel Universe yeah. that have written some amazing stuff in uh, some of the scripts. Like, there's a lot There's a lot to that. Mm-hmm. You know, because when, when the public looks at, at an individual um, and the individual is then put in the spotlight, how is that person then going to, like, do good and, and do positive, but yet also stay humble? You know, how are they going to stay grounded? Mm. You know, and and I think that it's going to be really interesting, especially as Peter Parker's a young boy, 
uh, like a teenager, um, how is how is he going to um, stay grounded, you know, in the fact that he's human now to the world. Right. Um, but yet also has this responsibility. Yeah. You know, because now he has also taken on the head Avenger um, mm-hmm. in the Avengers. Right? right. So there's a lot. There's a lot to that. Right. Um, and I think that there's a lot of character building in that as well as as they start to bring some of the different superheroes into the picture. Right. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I would. I like to see the what they do with it. Mm-hmm. So we are about to go into our next topic. It's going to we call just do it. That's right. Just do it. Now, like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, we were going to go a different angle, but uh, we decided to um, just take a moment to read a devotion uh, out of uh, Max Licato's uh, God is with you every day. It just, I think it really stuck out to us and we wanted to share it and then kind of like talk talk a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to read out of uh, today's date. It starts out with a uh, scripture verse from Luke 4. 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. The day was special. Jesus was in town. The people asked him to read scripture and he accepted. Shuffling through the scroll toward the end, he read, The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus had a target audience, the poor, the brokenhearted. And this, this is my mission statement, Jesus declared. The Nazareth Manifesto. Shouldn't it be ours too? Shouldn't that be our manifest? Let the church act on behalf of the poor. The ultimate solution to poverty is found in the compassion of God's people. Let the brightest among us direct us. Poverty is rocket science, said by Rich Stearns, president of World Vision in the United States. Simple solutions simply don't exist. We need our brightest and best to tackle it. So get ticked off, riled up, enough to respond. Poverty is not the lack of charity, but the lack of justice. Righteous anger would do a world of good. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. So get out of your comfort zone for Christ's sake. Get ticked off and do something. That's uh, pretty deep. It is pretty deep. It's almost it's almost a little bit intense in in some ways too, you know. Like I come I come from a little bit more of a a pacifist stance, <laughs> and it's uh it's a it's a little bit uh, a little bit aggressive, which is okay, you know. I'm down with it. Yeah. Now, um, after reading this, there was a lot that came out of the conversation that I thought would be you know a good idea to talk about it, and and it's this idea of. Jesus's whole target, you know, like it talks talks about uh, his target audience, uh, the poor and the brokenhearted, you know, and and uh, I guess it's kind of a heart check, 
Yeah. You know, like where's where's your heart lie at the end of the day? I know? agree. And as you start the day too, like are you focusing on the people that are um you know, really all well and good or are you focusing on the people that really, really need help? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes it's 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 hard to to say, you know, a certain person looks this way if they need help because there's a lot of people that I would say um they don't need help but they you know they look like they do <laughs> yeah and then there's people that don't look like they need help but, but they man, really need help yeah yep you know um and so to to have the eyes of Jesus and to ask ask for you know a vision to see mm-hmm. you know who who is the brokenhearted you know and and to have compassion for them Mostly, it can come from anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Broken heart, it can come from any... You can't really go on by look. No. Oh, no, not at all. You got to go by the way they act mm-hmm. and the way... um, Just by talking to the person. So, like, it talks about doing something. Um, right. So, so after, after reading this... Um, like what what kind of comes to your mind like do do you feel like it's drawing you in any which way to do something yeah i think it it uh, makes me makes me think um can i help more in the community mm. um a lot of people including myself say like well i'm i am volunteering i volunteer in the church i volunteer every sunday morning that's great that's the church <laughs> yeah what are you doing for the community? Mm-hmm. The people that don't go to church, that the people you don't see every Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. What are you doing for them? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Um, it's like, it's like, are you gonna just sit in your comfort zone and help in helping the church, or are you gonna you want to step up and be a hero mm-hmm. and volunteer in the community? Yeah, be that hero like Thor. Iron Man, they helped people in the community. Yeah. Yeah, they fought bigger villains, but we have villains, mm-hmm. and it's called Satan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and he's tearing down people every day. Yeah. And you can be a, a hero just by lifting someone up, by using your words. You don't need to have armor. You don't need to have a mask. You just need to use your words. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. That's good. You're feeling that one, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, dang, this guy's got a word. Preach. <laughs> 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 no, it's it's so true, man. Like there's so many times where something okay, for instance, something happens. All right, whether it be someone says something, there's an action that's made, or maybe lack thereof. Yep. And and our first instant is to lash back or right. to say something back or to have the last word or like, you know what I mean? It's like that, that instant to like uh rebuttal in a sense. Right. And to not do that, you know, cause um, you know, we talk about saying words, but sometimes we need to not say words at all. Sometimes saying nothing says everything. Exactly. You know, like I was, I was pretty amazed. Um, sometimes, like, especially when you're dealing with 
um, people who have lost some someone. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when uh, my grandfather passed away, yeah, um, it was very hard, very very hard. And you know, you get people that, uh, and it's very very uh, sweet and helpful and very kind right. for people to be, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm here for you, you know, right? Um, and that's great. But I think what what really um, is the most effective is when people are just there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just got to be just there being present. Helps yeah. a lot. You know, like you were at the funeral. Yeah. And um, that meant more than anything you could have ever said. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, because I think there's a lot of times where when we find ourselves kind of in like a, a lower area, there's a lot that we already know. You know, like we know that we're good. We know that we're great. Some people need to know that too. But I think that a lot of the times, sometimes just having the presence of that other person speaks volumes. Yeah. You know? Um, and so that kind of falls into actions, you know? Um, now, what do you think about uh, this idea of a simple solutions simply don't exist? We need our brightest and best to tackle it. It's talking about poverty. What do you think about that? A lot of people, including I, I actually fall short of this too. I start thinking, oh, this is just a simple fix, but really it isn't. Yeah. You know, I can fall short of that too. Do you think that there are, there are certain fixes that are within our reach that we can, we can do? Pretty sure there is some, um, but even then, they do take time. Hmm. They're not like quick fixes. If you want to do it right, nothing's a quick fix. Yeah. If you want to do it right and make it last, nothing's a quick fix. That was one thing that I, I was thinking about the other day, actually. You know, that idea of, I'm going to call it broken evangelism compared to discipleship. Okay. I think there's been a lot of misconception of what evangelism is. Right. And I think that a lot of people thought evangelism was grab a soapbox and go at the corner street and tell people they need Jesus <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they will be saved. <laughs> you know, like, OK, have you ever seen you seen The Office, right? Yeah. Do you remember when Jim and Pam were on their honeymoon? Yeah. And then uh, Michael was thought he was getting like taken down by the mob or the mafia. <laughs> he thought yeah. he was doing that mafia guy. Yeah. Well, when they called <laughs> Jim in in his honeymoon destination, Jim's like, "Okay, you just gotta, uh, uh, and you'll be saved. You just gotta, uh, uh, and you'll be saved." And it was so funny because I was like thinking about like how similar is that to soapbox soapbox preaching? Yeah. You know, because you know you're sitting on the corner, and there's like. People walking by and you're like, Jesus this and Jesus that. And all they're hearing is, up, up, and you'll be saved. saved. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, they, they don't understand it, you know. But when you sit down, like when you sit down with somebody and you're actually intentional and you're actually like taking the time to get to know them and, and, and finding out what, what things they're dealing with and, and finding ways to kind of walk with them in that. Like that speaks volumes. Oh, for sure, and it's it's also the mindset mm-hmm. too. Like you got to think you're not the one saving them. Right, it's Jesus is saving them. Yeah, hundred percent. 
right? Mm-hmm. He knows the heart. He knows the mind. He knows them. Mm-hmm. So you have to think like, okay, I'm not the one saving this person. I'm being used mm-hmm. to save this person. And being like, I think also being humble and understanding that you have a place. You know what I mean? Because like you just said it yourself that like um, you're being used. It's not you doing the saving, right? And no. And being aware of that, I think there's, that can humble you yeah. so that you actually can be used and you can be open to hearing what God has for you to do for this person. Oh, hum- being humble is the first step of being used. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Cause you can't, you can't do anything if, if, if you're in control. No. You know, like you may think you can, but you know, I I've, I've been in enough public interactions to know that trying to do it on your own, <laughs> it's gonna get you nowhere <laughs> yeah you know people are gonna people can sniff out uh fake and people can understand honest vulnerable and uh authentic yeah you yeah, know definitely and i think that's that's huge especially when we are you know looking at uh doing stuff you know for right. the community and for god ultimately yeah, absolutely you know like wherever wherever you're Wherever your community is, whether it be at the place that you work, whether it be at the place that you go to the gym or get groceries, I mean, that's that's the community in which you are placed in by God. You know, I used to, I should actually do this again. Um, I used to sit down at Tim Hortons or I'll go to William Street mm-hmm. and I'll just sit down, have a coffee and I'll look around and see who's sitting alone. Like mm-hmm. if they're doing work, I'll leave them alone. They're doing work. But if they're just sitting alone having coffee... I'll go over and just have a talk with them. Mm. Like, we'll just get into different topics. And uh, I would go to, like, Tim Hortons and I'll read my Bible. Mm. And people would come up to me and, like, that's a good book you're reading. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had this uh, I had this one lady. She's like, that's a great book you look, uh, you're reading. And then two minutes later, like, she swears that one guy. I'm like... Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to read the book together? <laughs> book club. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll have a chat about it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good though. Like I think this is where we rounded on our conversation before like having the podcast is um this idea of positivity. It kind of kind of circles everything in together. Yeah. You know, this idea of being positive. Like you may not have the money to bring someone out of poverty or bring someone out of debt or anything like that. Um, but you have the opportunity to be positive about it and you have the opportunity to bring a smile to their face so that they can feel lifted up and, and feel like they can overcome the problem that they're in. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell one of my friends that she'll be negative and all that. And she'll just say all her problems. I'm like, you have problems. Yes. But so does everybody else. And some people are in worse spots. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like people in other countries don't have a house over their head or don't have a full like bathroom, working bathroom. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to dig a hole and crap in that. And I think we have to also be careful, though, because for some people, what they're going through is that hole in Africa to them. You know what I mean? To them, yes. You know what I mean? And, and and not that that's right or wrong. It's just that's what their that's what their reality is. That's what their truth is. What I did with that was I told her there are people in more situations than you, even in this country. 
but understand what you're going through. Mm, yeah. And yeah. I said, you have two choices. You have the choice to stay where you're at so you can stay in the mud mm-hmm. and just sit there. Or you can get up and dust the, the mud off you and just be positive. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, life knocked me down. Get back up. And even though it's hard, you get back up. Yeah. Keep trying. And she kept trying. How do you stay positive? Because, like, obviously, like, to be positive for someone and to authentically be positive, you have to be positive yourself. And that's really, really difficult, especially if you're in, like, a really tough uh, environment, you know? And so, like, what what do you think? I totally agree um, with the environment. People are in, in tough spots. And um, sometimes it's it's just impossible to be positive every day. Yeah, they have their days that they're positive and they have their days that they're just not feeling it. And that's fine. Um, as long as you keep working on being positive. On the other hand, I find it helps when you have a good friend group. Hmm. When you have those friends that are not like Job's, <laughs> that, yeah. that tear you down, but they encourage you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They say, okay, you're going through that. I totally get you. And they lift you up and they say, hey, let's uh, let's go out for a drive and just chat. Yeah. You know, like what you did for me a couple of times. Just like, hey, man, let's go for a drive. I think I think it's important to definitely find the little things that make you um, happy or bring you content or just allow you to kind of get refocused with God. And I think it's important to schedule those in. I've been doing that lately. I've been finding time in my week and intentionally scheduling that stuff in uh, so that I can stay positive, so that I can be there and do something for somebody that could uh, open their, their world up. So uh, reading your Bible help, having a positive like friend group helps a lot. That's good stuff there. Yeah. Anyway, that was a, that was a little bit more of an intense one. We are only second podcast in, and we are killing it, I think. Sweet. Um, so excited. Still learning. And, mm-hmm. uh, hey, we want to hear from you. If you got suggestions or comments or topics that you want to you wanna hear about or uh, for us to explore, just let us know. Uh, we got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can listen to us on Podbean, YouTube, and uh, Apple Music now. Um, don't forget to like, share, sure. and, and subscribe. subscribe. All right. We'll see you next week on the Late Nights Chats podcast. I am Aaron. And I'm Wes. Signing off.